lovers, you are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. Today, we have a very special guest, Cami Gildner, and she believes that women's voices matter. She is a connector, a storyteller, a business coach for women. Cami's entrepreneurial journey was sparked by the breath of a horse over a decade ago. And Cami, I can't wait for you to share that story and tell us more about that. This magical epiphany moment led Cami to discover her purpose of leading changemaker women to give voice to their most important messages and create a ripple effect of worldly impact. Cami weaves soulful inspiration into mindful business strategies, helping her clients level up in their business. With decades of leadership, marketing, strategic planning, and business growth expertise, Kimmy guides her clients to master their marketing, money, and mindset. Cammie's soulful spirit leads her clients to unleash their magical manifestation powers and live out loud fueled with vitality and courage. And y'all know here on the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are all about that. So I cannot wait for you to tell more about that, Cammie. She is the founder of Extraordinary Women Radio, a podcast featuring wildly successful women making an impact on the world. So welcome, Cammie. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Abigail. I'm really thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's awesome. And so tell us about that experience that was that your really awakening moment. Yeah, so it was it was over a decade ago and I had been in the corporate world for a couple of decades actually. And I'd been an executive and had had a, a very busy traveling around the world, teams around the world kind of a role. And I'd gotten laid off. I'd been trying to figure out what I was meant to do, right? I was going down this pathway. I was feeling pretty lost. I actually had been out of the, the, the my, my job for about 17 months. And I was interviewing for jobs and I was like, oh my God, I don't want that job. What am I doing? What am I doing? And I was on the phone with a coach and I was in tears literally that day because I didn't know where I fit. I was trying to figure out where did I fit? What was my purpose? What what was I meant to be doing in the world? And I just kept feeling like I wasn't supposed to go back to the corporate world, but I didn't know anything different. Mm-hmm. And so that my coach that day said to me, well, why don't you go out and breathe your horse's breath today? Just go out and do that. You know, as I'm in tears on the other end of the phone, I'm crying, mm. right? And she's like, well, just go out and breathe your horse's breath. And I was like, okay, that seems really weird. Um, but I'm a horse person and I've been a horse person my whole life. So I'm going to just, I'm just going to follow you on that. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really snowy day here in Colorado. And I went out, it literally had snowed 18 inches of snow that day. And I was trudging out to the barn and my mare was standing over the fence looking at me. And I walked up to her and I kind of put my nose, you know, my breath down next to hers and we were breathing back and forth. And it was really frosty. I mean, literally she had frost on her whiskers. It was that kind of a day. Mm. And and then I, you know, you could see the frost between us. And then I kind of turned around and put my head up on her back And, you know, I've been doing my work, right? I've been doing the work of, of trying to figure out what I was meant to do. I was, you know, tapping into my life stories and all these different things. And, and in that moment, suddenly all of those puzzle pieces fit together. And I knew I wasn't supposed to go back to the corporate world. And it, it was like just this, this epiphany moment, which I hadn't been able to get to until that moment in that breath with that horse. And I think for me, what it was is, is that I had been doing the work. I had seen all the pieces kind of, but they weren't fitting together yet. And then in that moment, like being in nature, 
slowing down, just feeling it came through me. Yes. And I was able to see something different. And with, within a month, I was in Northern California. I became a certified, I actually, so I am a certified um, equine guided coach. So I bring horses into my work. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so that was the, 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 what really drew me into the coaching world was the horses. And um, that's where my journey started. And so, so it unfolded. <laughs> that's it. So it is, right? Well, there's a few things. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You're the first acquiring guided coach we've had on the podcast. I, this is a new concept to me. I, I had first heard about it back in 2017. I was like, wow, that's very interesting. Right. And, yeah. and um, so I'm, I'm really happy to bring this to the podcast because I don't think that everybody everywhere has been introduced to the concept. Sure. I mean, I had never heard of it until in that year. And it was in, in, when I had started to hear about the seeds of people doing leadership coaching or just coaching, all these different ways that people, you know, I'd heard so many, so, so often like working with at, at-risk kids or, you know, yes. that sort of thing. But I hadn't heard it in the realm of, of business. And so that to me was really intriguing. And as um, someone who really loves the outdoors, someone who loves nature, someone who's always had this um, deep connection with horses, I know horses have made me into a different person because I've always had horses in my life. And so there's something about a horse that really gets us to drop into a different um, I'm going to say a different dimension even, right? I mean, it's like, can really take us into a dimension of being able to hear that inner wisdom that we have. Mm-hmm. And they're a sentient being where they can actually reflect back, you know, what's going on with us. If we're, if we've got mm-hmm. fear, they'll reflect the fear back to us. Yes. If we've got, I mean, so there's, they are highly sensitive and can really help us see things through a different lens. So mm-hmm. I do retreats with the horses and it's, it's, it's some of the most magical work that I do with my clients all year long. I've had a client that's worked with me for two years now and she just did a retreat with me last month. And she's like, oh my gosh, two years of working with you. And this was like the most magical thing that has ever happened in all of the work that we've done. We've done some amazing things, but this like was this transformational piece. Mm. And, you know, I can go back to my own story. It's like, I get it because I've been doing all the work and then it was what helped me break through. Super cool. Super, super cool. Because it's like the click happens and that you were doing the work and something that I heard in what you were sharing, which... I love any and every opportunity to highlight it or bring it to the forefront and give it words is we are out in the world. I, you know, I have this relationship with society that it's very competitive, like that consumerism, the speed, the pace, the rapidity. It is hard for us to tap into our divine inner knowing or hear our inner voice because there's all this so much. And so even, even when we are in the inquiry like you're saying, I was doing the work, I was doing the work, that we're often, when we start the work, it is from still a place of like force and maybe not competitiveness, but there's a sense of urgency. Yeah, there's a sense of urgency. And I always like to, I, I, t- I take an artichoke, for example, right? It's like every time you're doing a piece of that work, you're pulling back one of the, the layers of mm-hmm. wisdom that's there. So each time you're pulling, you know, you pull an artichoke, you're pulling it. And when you get to the very core of that, it's the best part of the artichoke, mm-hmm. right? And so, <laughs> right, totally. And, and it's the same with us. It's like each 
you know, when we're doing the work, we're pulling back and then we start to let down some of that noise that's around us all the time that makes us not be able to hear, mm-hmm. um, not makes us not be able to connect the dots because so often our thinking brain can get in the way of not being able to, I, I had had people telling me, you should go start your own business. And I was like, I'm a corporate girl. I am not an entrepreneur. I mean, so now I look at this, you know, all these years later and go, oh my gosh, thank goodness I I got past that block that I had. I think it's that we can't hear that inner wisdom until we slow down and we start just opening up to that. Yeah, yeah, that was so beautiful because like when you were talking about your moment with the horse, which I love what you said about horses being that literally mirror work. We talk about mirror work on the podcast quite a bit and I constantly Mm -hmm. encourage it, but like working with horses would be an exact opportunity too. So I just, that's a really cool perspective too because I think that more people probably have access to this work, the equestrian work, than we think. So that's really cool. There's there's um, people all across the nation, all across the world doing this kind of work. Totally. And then I think that there's a really important piece that... um, we might be able to identify listening in, but not anybody like just, you know, just getting started is to be doing the work and doing the work and doing the work. <laughs> it seems so counterintuitive when I tell clients or they hear it and is I'm like, slow down. Yes. Go yes. sit in silence for 30 minutes and the grip that we have, right? But what I heard when you were sharing and, and you leaned your head back on the back of your horse is like, the release, right? The moment that we let go. And I, I, for one, when I used to hear let go before I knew how to let go, <laughs> oh, God. So can you tell us a little bit about some, maybe some conscious or intentional practice letting go? How can we practice letting go? And I think that that's a beautiful question and it's such a good question. And when I think about that, it's, it does take practice, right? It's not something that we because we have, you know, we go down this pathway, we're building, we're growing, we have this linear approach to doing things. But where the magic happens for us always is in that, you know, I always tell my clients, I know how to do the linear side of it, but it's when we tap into that other side, that deep knowing side of who we are, that feminine wisdom side of who we are, we can really start to feel things in a different way, right? We feel an awareness that comes up. We feel our bodies. There's so many clues and you can't feel when you're grasping, when you're holding on, when you're trying to control. None of that is accessible to us until we start to learn to release. And so I I work a lot, and, and the horses are really beautiful for helping people open up because there's a somatic element to the equine guided work that I do. It's like, it's really tapping into how are we feeling in our body and acknowledging it. And I think just acknowledging, okay, I feel this emotion or I feel tension in this part of my body. And when you start to even identify that, you start to release, right? There's a release in that just by giving a name to it. I think other ways that we can release is just to make that pause, like you were talking about. It's like, you know, take time in the morning to create ritual for journaling, for slowing down. Don't just jump into your day. Make that space every day in a way so that you can open up to the flow of what's there to be discovered if you just slow down. And I think that's what it is. It takes is feeling, acknowledging, slowing down, 
being curious about what you experience and then moving from that place and listening, you know, listening to the inner wisdom that's there because that is, you know, sometimes we'll get those messages and we, you know, like people were telling me, go start your own business. I was turning them off. I wasn't listening. Right. So when we start to listen to that inner wisdom and trust that inner wisdom when it pops up for us, we start getting more of it. That's the beautiful part of it. Right. The universe Mm -hmm. opens up to us and says, she's listening now. We're going to give her more. We're going to put more people in her pathway. We're going to put the right opportunities in her pathway. I call it the spiral journey. My book is um, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose. And it's that part of it. It's like once we start to just acknowledge that it's even there, we get this flow coming to us versus us in that drive and that push. And when we're in the drive and the push, we don't really get into, well, if we're in the drive and a push, we're not receiving that's the part of that letting go as well. Yeah. So you mentioned so many brilliant things in that answer. There's so much goodness. And what was really present to me was the femininity in that answer, the receiving, the softness, the opening, because our rigidity comes from a lack of trust. So when we don't trust, when we're in fear, we have to grip really tight. We have to try to control the momentum. But I love what you said. And you mentioned the linear. I think it's mm-hmm. brilliant because you what you said about um, your awakening moment was within a month, you are certified, you're starting your business, you're this, you're that. When for however many years people were leading you, you were getting hints and invitations and you're like, nope, 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 nope. And the moment you opened up, there's not linear disappears, right? Like logic, reason, order, doesn't matter anymore because now you're following this divine intervention. And I I love that because I think we, you know, when we're not there yet and we only see the linear, we don't allow for magic, possibility, blessings. And um, the one more thing that I was really picking up on was what you shared as the way it landed over here was once we do learn the feeling of release and we keep practicing it and we let go and we soften up that we can then also feel and sense when we're gripping again. Oh, totally. Right. So, totally. which is important. Of, yeah. Cause we can kind of toggle back and forth until, and the more you do it, the more you do it, the more you do it. So, right. yeah. So, so beautiful. And so how do you help women do this? Like I, you said, retreats and, and all those things, like what are, where are you taking people? Where are you guiding them? So I work with entrepreneur women today. So my focus is really helping entrepreneur women raise up their voice, raise up how they're growing their business. And in order to do that, there's a couple of pieces that, you know, you have to understand their voice of who they are, their vision of what they want their business to be and the visibility that they want to be creating with those messages of if the whole world could hear one message from you, what is it? I mean, those are the pieces that make up a business that will help them grow their business. But some of the, what I'd like to focus on, I think the secret, some of the most important work that I do with my clients, you can have all those pieces in place and not be growing your business. And it, it kind of goes right back to this flow piece. It goes right back to the are we opening up? Are we releasing? Or are we in this drive mode? Are we in the flow mode? Or are we in a drive mode, right? Yes. And we can't grow our businesses in a way that is really um, 
serving our clients in the best way or serving ourselves in the best way if we're in a rigid holding stance, right? And I and I'm a and like I said, I'm a corporate girl. I get all the linear strategy. I think all of that's really important. We have to know the strategies to apply to it. But where the magic happens and where the big growth really happens for entrepreneurs and for any of us, right? In in any kind of a role that we're in is when we start to really trust who we are and inside of who we are and start to pay attention to how we resonate in the world. That energy that we're showing up, are we in a tight energy? Are we concerned about all the competition? Are we in our head? Are we in our mind? Or are we really trusting this gift of who we are and how we're meant to make a difference and stepping into that in a way and really owning that light of you. When you do that, you can start to pay attention to what I actually call your R factor. And your R factor is how we resonate. And it's the energy that we're showing up in our world. It involves whole body experiences and being able to bring our work into the world. And that means when we get these little voices in the back of our head saying you're not good enough and all those sorts of stories, noticing it, shifting that back into I am good enough and I have the strength of who I am and finding that light of who you are and really owning that light of you. There's mindset, there's body. So it's really paying attention to the somatics of how we're showing up in our bodies and our feminine presence and our light of who we are. Are we nourishing our bodies in ways that really serves how we're serving the world? Are we, you know, moving our body? So mindset, body. The third part of that is spiritual and spirit, however you spirit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, spirit, however you spirit. And and know your purpose in that spirit, right? Because I believe each one of us were put on this earth for a reason. And when we're doing that, Um, that's how we really get into resonating on a high vibration. And then the fourth part of that is community, being in communities that lift you up. So all of these are all about what's the energy I'm in today and learning to acknowledge, are you on a high energy or a low vibe energy? And where in that realm of those four areas are you feeling low vibe and how can you raise that up. It is a body. It's a whole body experience, right? It is our mind. It's our spirit. It's our body. It's our, the communities that we're in. All those pieces fit together in how we resonate in the world. And that, when you combine it with all of the traditional business elements, is how people really break through in big ways. Yeah. So cool. So, so cool. Because, you know, I was, I love the R factor, I love the resonance and vibrant and or um, vibration and the four factors that you gave us because they're really great checkpoints for us, right? To incorporate into our lives very intentionally. I think that many of us are sifting around in our lives trying to figure this out, but you're putting such beautiful words to it that would help us navigate. So thank you for one, laying some really great groundwork for us to follow Mm -hmm. somewhere. And I was thinking so much about the horses and working with the horses because they can't filter their response to meet your ego, right? Like (laughs) I was thinking of like, I was thinking of saying, oh, listeners, why don't you pay attention to the impact you have on people, right? Like how people, what you leave people with. And, And that might be okay. That might be a fun test, but like people will also have come with their own package too, but horses cannot uh, manipulate that. And then, you know what else it made me think of was um, 
I don't know if anyone has ever seen the videos of when you put sound, there's like a metal pan and like rice on it or sugar. And mm-hmm. then the sound will, will move the grains yes. to a, a shape, a frequency, right? Tell us a little bit about how frequency can literally make up our molecular structure. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'm not going to go into the science because I don't know the science, but I do have seen those and I totally, totally, totally get exactly what you're talking about. And the um, there's a great um, emotional vibration scale. So that's um, that comes from the art of attraction. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, because I'm thinking too, of um, I want to meet you where you are with what you're saying because it's so profound is that scale where like it's literally muscle testing, right? Like, well, it's not even muscle testing. So it's like, if you think about how we might feel on an emotional scale, right? One day we might feel really down. We might be sad. We might be judgmental of our, we might be beating ourselves up. We might be judging somebody else. Very low vibration energies, Right. And so if you're thinking about those on that plate, right, how would those vibrations, they, it's like, you know, they have stories where they, you know, they talk bad to a plant and the plant dies, right? Yes. They talk good to the plant and the plant lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are very low vibrational energies that if we're bringing those into our body, we're not showing up in our best energy. Yeah. And then you look at the high vibrational energies like happy or passionate, where you're just really in these big energies that's on the high end of the vibrational scale. And Gabby Bernstein does this, talks about this really well. I adore Gabby Bernstein. I, I, I just soak in her work. She talks about acknowledging where you're at on that scale. We are going to have days where we're low vibe. You know, yep. that's just, there's going to be, that's going to be. And acknowledging that's where we are, thanking the universe for giving that wisdom. We can name it. Mm-hmm. and then choosing differently. And it doesn't mean you're going to move from really sad to really happy. It means you're going to choose like one layer up on that scale. And you can Google emotional vibration scale. It shows up all over the place. There's all kinds of great images around that. I did look up who I was thinking of was Dr. David Hawkins. Okay. He assigns numbers to it. So like uh, sadness is too Oh, okay. Like 700, up in the 700 is a higher vibration, which is like bliss and love yeah. and joy. And so, and how you can't jump from sadness to yeah. bliss, right? Like you got to get to envy and then you got to get to pride and courage. And, and so, yeah, it's such a beautiful, um, I think one thing they could also Google is like the emotional scale, something yep. Like yep. so profound. Yeah, and I'm totally, I don't know why I can't think of his his name. And I'll, I'll, I'll come up with it here in a minute. Yeah. But anyway, it's powerful work. And when you talk about shifting that, when we start paying attention to it, then we can really get into, one, when we acknowledge it. I mean, because if you think about, when I think about even just, you know, when I started my business a decade ago, I'd get into a cycle worried about something, right? Comparing myself to others that were doing something. Low, low vibrational energies. And you can stay there in a much longer time period. Or you can learn to acknowledge it and start to move through it and snap out of it. And I think that's one of the things I've learned on my podcast is just talking to so many women that have done amazing things in the world. And you ask them, do you ever have fear? Do you ever have things that, you know, that kind of self-doubt showing up for you? And, and women who have done just the most extraordinary things in the world will go, oh my God, every day. 
But the difference is, is learning that if you acknowledge it and see it, you can change it. Mm-hmm. And that's the piece that's so important. Yeah. Well, and I love that you're bringing this in. And so like, what for you would be, what have you had to give up? What have been the petals of your artichoke you've had to peel back and <laughs> let go of to get to the core of who you are? Oh, and so many again, right? It's like, I'm, I'm still doing those all, all yeah. on it, right? What's jammies for? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think some of the big ones were, so I did a lot of work around who am I at my very essence? What's this light that wants to be shining? How did I find my purpose? All of that really came through. You know, I, I came through that journey. That was a lot of what I wrote about in my book. Um, however, I think some even more important after that, what's happened for me is that, I continue to grow and evolve, right? And we build these identifications. You know, I, in the corporate world, I had an identification around, I was a VP of marketing and this is who I was, right? I had this identity built around that. And then as I built my business, I had an identity built around that. I could catch myself falling into these very linear approaches to growing my business because I had big goals, right? I had big goals I really wanted to meet. And when you get into that mode of push, it doesn't tend to work. So early on in my business, I grew it very quickly and then it kind of leveled out. Mm. And I was in this mode of, okay, I got to make this grow bigger. I needed, you know, I had these like push things that I was really trying to put out into the world. And I started following a lot of you know, shiny stars and shiny claims that, you know, this is how, you know, and, and you start following those shiny, shiny objects and, and losing trust in ourselves, And that's what I was doing. I was starting to pay attention more to what others were saying versus listening to the wisdom that was in me. And I changed up my marketing to follow all these different stars, if you will, and everything, and literally my business dropped. And I was like, okay, what's happened here? And I lost me in the mix of it, right? And it's so easy to lose ourselves in the mix of having big goals, big dreams. And as soon as I came back home to me and really let things start flowing through me and found my message again, that was just, you know, really aligned to who I am. Again, it, it's like it, it blew. I mean, it's like when my business went crazy, right? It, it really grew exponentially. Yes. And so that I think is the biggest piece is that we're always on this journey. We're always evolving. We have a lot of external noise around us and we have to stay true in the mix of that. Mm-hmm. So when I think about my artichoke, it's always evolving. It's always changing and continuing to do my own work that keeps me true to who I am at this point in my life, right? Because we're always growing, we're always evolving, and we're not a static being. And so doing that, that inner work of being true to ourselves is what helps us really step into the work that we're meant to do. And if we're not slowing down and kind of going back to what we talked about early on, if we don't slow down and listen, we don't hear what new opportunities and what new pathways are unfolding in front of us. We, you know, we stay very linear versus opening up to, okay, what's wanting to flow through me? And it's a question I even asked this morning. I asked this question in my meditation 
I'm getting ready for my big three-day event that I do every year, which is going to be a virtual event this year. It's a new way of doing things. I'm having to do things in a different way. And I asked, what wants to flow through to me to the people who are going to be there? And, you know, it's amazing what starts to show up when you ask yourself those kinds of questions. What wants to flow through me so that I can serve my community? Yes, 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 yes. And I really want to like super slow it down because that was such a beautiful answer. And it, I wanted to take us through, like, I really want to shrink it all the way down to the industry that we are in and then bring it back up and out because this is so important. And I, even if we're speaking in, in the terms of our coaching industry, I know that our listeners will hear what it's, how it translates for them, but we, we know like we have that sense of what we're here for. And you said, I started my business and it blew up. And then I started listening to others. Like then, because there is such a, we are so conditioned that our authority lies outside of us mm-hmm. that we allow, you know, maybe someone that seems more successful, they have shy, it's shinier, it's louder, it's brighter. They see they're, you know, when they show up with a certain kind of attitude, like, I know what's right. And we're like, you must look at you, right? And so we'll pay lots of money or we'll do lots of things or we'll, we'll start to morph away from who we do know ourselves to be in that, that inner voice. And this happens in relationship. This happens in other yes. careers, right? So it's very applicable. But you know what I wanted to say about that was like, you, you kept mentioning be true to you, true to you, true to you. And that's so powerful because we might take a stab at what others are guiding us to do because it, maybe it worked for them and that's great, but it is incredibly unsustainable. And even if it's a successful strategy, it's not sustainable to us because it's going to drain our energy because pretending to be anything but who we are is exhausting. Exactly. Right. And, and it's not true, right? It's not, and, and people actually start to see that when you talk yes. about how we resonate. Yes. If we're not being true to who we are, we, we're not resonating on our highest vibration. Yes. And it's so true. And I, I, I do believe it's really prevalent in the coaching industry. Um, so I, I love that you took us down to that. It's like, let's pause in the coaching industry for a moment because there's a lot of shoulds in the coaching industry. And if you can step back out of it and say, I mean, and the, one of the big ones for me was um, really on, and my brand was looking at the, you hear this, you, you really, you focus on the pains of people and you, the scarcity. And that was where I started to go. And it was so off core for who I am because I want people to, so when I teach branding, I teach people to speak to their, their clients, love language. What is it they desire? You have to understand their challenges and their pains, but you, but staying there is like such low vibration. And it's like, that's not why I'm a coach, right? Yeah. Ooh, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when I was able to switch and I, and I realized it, it was like, wait a minute, this is not even how I write. I mean, and I'm putting all of this language out there that is what people are teaching and it's not me. Yeah. And as soon as I switched that and took it back and, and people were like, oh my God, yes, please give us more of that. And that's finding these truths in who we are is so important because then it takes away the competition. There is no competition when you are being 
who you are. There's nobody just like you. Right. And then you can create more collaboration and it's a different way of showing up in our businesses. Mm-hmm. And it is a more feminine way of being in our businesses. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I believe it's the kind of energy our world really needs. I believe right now that women's wisdom is the, the energy that our earth needs. Mm-hmm. And this is how we do that. We tap into this different side of who we are. We tap into it and we let those truths flow through us. Mm-hmm. That is so great. And, um, you know, especially in this coaching industry, mm-hmm. because, you know, who enters it? Healers, mm-hmm. light workers, the uh, ministry workers. And yeah. who's and they're not those hard pushing, driving people. That's not who they are. It's the weirdest experience because what <laughs> it is, is like an entirely intuitively led yes. human being who connects at the heart level is trying to do business and and we don't like business <laughs> not so much and especially from the old older well out. that's it it says you don't like business in that 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 harsh linear driven so it's it's doing business in a different way and if you can look at it when you look at it from that perspective yeah. my mastermind I call it the soulful inspired because it is about the soulful approach to building a business right? Mm-hmm. The linear and the strategies in there, but that's not, that's not where the magic happens. Yeah. Well, and you know, so like to highlight that saying it's safe to do business your way, right? Yes. That's so beautiful because that way you were saying when I stopped trying to, cause I get it when like a lot in the coaching industry or marketing, marketing is to manipulate the human yeah. psyche, NLP yeah. and all that. Like it doesn't, it's not authentic. Right. And so no. when we part, when we dive in and we're, I think of like literally going in with like a a tool and striking heart chords that sting. That's not nice, right? Like we're going to spark something within them, but they're now choosing from pain and fear-based anyways. That's a really good analogy. I love that analogy. And if you look, if you look at it from the other side, you're, you're, you're striking the, the heart strings that sing. Yeah. Instead of sting. Oh, there we go. We got something going on here. <laughs> yeah. So, like, and then you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. And then, and then right beyond that is like honoring desires or speaking into what they love and what we truly want and all of that is people can actually self-identify that they want to work with you. you right? Like right. you said, I started sharing my authentic voice again. People are like, more, more, yes, go, right? And because we can't connect when we're putting up something else. Right. It, right. Nobody, your, your energy always precedes you. Yeah. And so when you're radiating because you're just unleashing yourself, it's like, I want what she's got. Exactly. I'm, it's time to work with her. So how can we work with you? How can someone <laughs> contact and reach out to you? So my website is camigilner.com. I also have an Extraordinary Women Connect Facebook group, which I'd love to invite any of your listeners and you too. I'd love to have you in the group. And it's all about connecting great women to great women. And I bring teachings into it as well. And it's that's a good way to be in community with a lot of activity that's going on there. That's awesome. And so, and you have this annual retreat. It's going to be virtual now. Yes. You can attend from anywhere. It's called Extraordinary Women Ignite 
I have an amazing speaker lineup set up. I teach three days of of some of you know my very best work and how do you really show up in your business in a way that's authentic to you? How do you create that? How do you draw more clients into your life um, by resonating on a high vibe? So a lot of the things that we've talked about here is what we go really deep into. Yeah, beautiful. And I imagine, you know, the the podcast is always great, but it's, you know, 40 minutes of brilliance and and people do want to take that deeper dive. So is there a website that they can go to as well? Yep. It's on camigelner.com and then you just do forward slash ignite, I-G-N-I-T-E, and um, it will take you onto that page. And uh, it's something that I love to transformate. This is my sixth year of doing this event. Um, It's my first year of doing it virtually. What I know is that people come out of it so ready to step into the new year. And I think that right now we are so ready and so primed. I mean, we're all tired this year. We're all tired of 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, it's like, it's not time to sit back and let the world pass us by. It's, it's really actually show up and serve your communities. And that's what my clients do. That's what, uh, you know, people walk out of that event doing is really showing up in a bigger way to do the work that they're meant to do in the world. So wonderful. So profound. And just thank you. Thank you for creating that space because it's not time to quit on the year. It is not time to just start cashing our chips into January. I just love that. And thank you for being who you are. Thank you for offering what you offer. And and thank you for sharing your unleashed heart with us today. It's so beautiful. and, And it's really nice to get to know you. It's great to get to know you and I look forward to staying in connection with you, Abigail. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Most definitely. And thank you, Hearts, for coming in, opening up your heart. I think I'm going to speak for Cami and I. We both invite you to start practicing releasing and letting go. What do you have to say about that, Totally, yes. It's like release and and let it come through because it's there to be discovered. It is. And it's so beautiful. And you know what? It's always there. Yes. We're the one true. So I just want to give you that little reminder. And guys, do not give up on the year. Do not wash it off. Just start showing back up. And I hope this episode gave you that little spurt, that boost of energy to keep showing up for the life that you are creating. Because here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.